It is Locked On Jazz for the 5th of October. So, who cares? So what? It's all about mindset. But we'll talk about preseason game number one. We'll break down how we saw the young players play. Butler, Azabuke, Hughes, Whiteside, and Pascal, the new kids on the block, and what we saw from them, and the tiers of the NBA plus one player that I thought stood out in a really positive direction. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thank you very much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are here for you every day and free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe on Locked On Jazz. And if you're watching it on YouTube, apologize for the no camera. Might be more pleasant for you. I just don't have a webcam that works on my laptop and forgot to bring my webcam. And secondarily, you can subscribe with a little button on the right hand below on the right hand side. Thanks to those that have jumped on live. We do try to do this show live most days. So it's an opportunity to be a part of the community and interact and get your questions into the chat room. So the Jazz get smoked last night in preseason game number one against the San Antonio Spurs. I would tell you, like, so what? Um, you know, Give the Spurs credit. They played really, really well. The ball popped. They moved, which you have with the Spurs is a team that for all the guys that are out there, three 29th picks and some young kids, they've gotten rid of all of their star players or their big names or the the players in which the world centers around. And you have to, you know, when you go to training camp with DeMar DeRozan, you're figuring out how you're playing with DeMar DeRozan. You go to training camp with LaMarcus Aldridge, you're figuring out how you're playing with LaMarcus Aldridge. That's not the case for them anymore. Now they're all getting to figure out how they're going to play. They came with super energy. They The ball moved beautifully. They can't. DeJounte Murray was defensively, into Jared Butler like a veteran to a rookie at one point in time. Uh, so it was a a really impressive, energized performance by San Antonio, and they should get credit for it. And that is one of those teams that I wouldn't want to play in the first 25, 30 games of the season. Once they start the year 10 and 15 or 8 and 17, I think then they'll, they'll back off a little bit. But playing those kind of teams early in the year is, is not going to be a pleasant thing for anyone. Uh, they have great length. They'll switch. They'll be good defensively. Yaka Pirtle's pretty good. So they'll do a bunch of things in, in that sort. Um, however, they, um, you know, uh, you know, they won't be good. And, and they thrashed us last night, which is just fine. The, the mindset, right? They came with something to prove. We're working our way through the preseason to get to the regular season. And you could tell, and we were playing without Rudy Boyan, Joe and Rudy Gay. Uh, so, you know, not really a kind of a so what to the score. And, and the fact that Jazz got thrashed last night, I think, is completely um, irrelevant. Uh, it's more of a st- statement to the mindset of what took place. What ju- my, my number one takeaway from the night was 
the tiers of this league, and then I was talking with Irv Roll and one of our assistant coaches afterwards, and he actually added to it when I was talking about it. So the tiers of this league, like you have, or tiers of basketball. So you, you know, you have high level high school, whatever. Then you play college. And like the next step above college is probably summer league. And then above summer league is G league. And above G league is the European pro league. And then there's NBA. And then even inside the NBA, right, there's preseason, there's regular season, there's high level regular season, and there's playoff. And what I thought was, was really interesting was what an incredible difference you could see from just the level of pre well, college to summer league to like NBA preseason, which is not the highest level NBA preseason. I mean, we watched Trent Forrest and Udoka Azabuke just absolutely dominate the summer league this summer with that high pick and roll and what they were doing. And it was completely, it was awesome. And yet that, they, they couldn't get that done in this game. Like that, that wasn't something that was going to happen for them. That wasn't a, that wasn't a possibility. Um, we watched uh, on their end too. I mean, guys that are Lonnie Walker, who's just, you know, at this point is just a dominant player in any of those other settings just couldn't have an impact on the game in, in any way, despite being 6'4 and this, like, incredible athlete. I said, at the, you know, he came out of basketball factory door A, like he's 6'4, 205, long arm. He just couldn't, like, he's got to be, you've got to be so good. The game's, the, the, the NBA is just at an incredible level right now. Um, the fact that the NBA you kind of think about it that over the last 30 years, the three coolest guys in the world other than Tiger are Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James. And so the best athletes in the world are all playing. Plus you have international expansion. Plus we haven't had team expansion. And so therefore it's not, you know, the game's at its absolute peak of level of talent it's, it's ever been. And I think what you're, what you're seeing from that is that the jazz, you know, that these guys, it's really hard. Um, the, that you, sorry, I have to get one thing done here. Um, is what, what you're, what you're seeing is that for Jared Butler and uh, Trent Forrest and Azabuke and all the guys that are fans are most excited about, it, it's a really, really hard game. That, then when you add in, Hey, that you know, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Rudy Gay aren't playing. We, we weren't very good, um, so we weren't very good last night. Spacing was off, ball movement was off. We didn't run particularly well. Uh, we defended. You know, it's hard to tell. Nobody made shots for a long time in that game, so I, I'm not sure. Um, I thought we defended okay for a while. As time went on, I thought we defended less well. Uh, nothing. None of them are like, oh, takeaways change your opinion of the team and what any of this means. Um, but I thought those tears were really evident. And so I would zero in on Jared Butler in that regard. Um, the, the really positive thing I thought we saw out of Jared Butler last night was just his demeanor. Uh, Thurl's the one who actually pointed this out to me. Thurl's going to be so great on the broadcast this year. Just having him every night, ability to build a storyline night in and night out. He's so bright. He sees the game so wonderfully. He's such a wonderful person to be around. Um, 
But I thought um, if we looked at if we looked at Jared Butler last night, it's it's pretty interesting. So in the first quarter, and the stats don't tell the whole story. So the positive I would say on Jared Butler last night was his demeanor. Like he he came in in the first substitution uh, with Jordan Clarkson. I thought he, you know, he looked like he was comfortable. He didn't look scared at the moment. He looked as though he belonged. He ran through the sets. His body language was good. You know, in that and. And yet, if you actually kind of look, watch his night, and we'll break this down in a second, like he, where he was on the tiers are what completely impacted his night. And that's what I think my takeaway uh, was last night. I do have one player on our group who I thought was particularly good and is really interesting to look at, and that's Elijah Hughes. And so let's break down Jared Butler by quarter and who was on the floor in a second. And let's look at Elijah Hughes outing, and then we'll we'll talk about some of the other guys, Pascal, Whiteside, um, and you want to see. And then we'll take some of your questions. I see Tyson has has an interesting question, um, and Eugene's got a question. So thanks to everybody in the chat room. Uh, we'll jump on those uh, questions as well. So thank you to all. So that's that's what we've got. Keep coming. But the first takeaway to not, last night was no big deal. Number we weren't sharp. Who cares? Number two, the level of tiers of the NBA, like this league is loaded and it was obvious and it's hard. And then we'll get into our individual performances on how they played. Tonight, today's show is brought to you by uh, Murdoch Hyundai. The Murdochs are doing an amazing thing. They are not charging more than MSRP on any of their vehicles right now. There's a shortage. There's demand. People, I have multiple friends who spent Five, ten, fifteen thousand over MSRP to get a car. They're not doing that. They are limited in their stock in the Hyundai's. The great Hyundai cars are. And so here's what they have. Uh, last word I had. This was about a week ago. Um, the Elantra is an SL uh, convenience silver and SEL SEL convenience silver and blue. Both came in in late September. They're available, and there's a limited Elantra blue that's in stock right now. Those were the North American cars of the year. The Sonata, which is a little bit nicer sedan. I'm driving right now. Fabulous. There's 14 in production. They're all coming kind of inside the next 30 days. So if you want to stop down, look at one, take a look at it, get your name on the list before they're gone. Kona, there's a uh, one that comes in in four days. That's a Thunder Gray SE 2022 Kona. That's the small little SUV. And there's about 14 more. Uh, coming in between now and October 26th. So some good inventory there uh, for you. The 2022 Santa Fe, it's beautiful. There's a black one in right now, and a gray one came in last week, SEL Premium, and there's another gray one that comes in at the end of the month. So check these all out. And the 22 Palisade, by the way, uh, later this month, these have been incredible demand, hard to get. Uh, there's five of them coming in by the end of October. So you might want to run down to Murdoch Hyundai now and take a look and see what you can uh, get your name on and get taken care of it. Murdoch Hyundai located at 4646 South State Street in Linden and in Logan. Incredibly, the Murdoch family with their commitment to Utah, not charging above MSRP 
right now. Just will fundamentally not do it. Doesn't believe in it, Blake, holding to those standards in kind of an incredible level. Today's show is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. You can get your jazz games on DirecTV Stream. It brings you live TV on-demand favorites together like never before. You can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com for DirecTV Stream. We all want to tell you the simple way to do it. We all want our entertainment. We all want without hassle. And the great way now, getting it all together at DirecTV Stream. Go to DirecTV com get that done and from my understanding i'm not an expert in this you can get your jazz games there thanks very much for making locked on jazz your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms mad max 11 says first look on the new players all right let's get into the first look on the new players let me start with jared butler i thought last night was i thought again demeanor terrific looked like he belonged terrific It's great. First quarter, he's up against uh, for the for the Spurs. They in that first quarter they played close to their regular rotation, so they started Murray, White, McDermott, Johnson, Pirtle, Walker, Eubanks, Forbes, and Vassell came. Thaddeus Young would probably play. Otherwise, the you know that's close to their regular. So Jared played six and a half minutes. He played with Jordan, was on the floor most of it. He went 0 for 2, did have two free throws. He had an assist, and he had two fouls. So he got caught in the cookie jar a few times. Opening moments, jittery. He does not play in the second quarter. And he comes back, and he plays the third quarter. And in that third quarter, the Spurs did similarly, but they added Josh Primo, their 18-year-old rookie, who came in at the 540 mark. And Butler, in that quarter, goes three for eight. If you dig in a little deeper into that third quarter, he actually starts the night. And again, this can just be jitters. And uh, again, Thurl was the one who pointed out his demeanor was so good. So you don't really worry. But he he, he opens up the quarter and he, he hits a, about the 10-minute mark, he hits a nine-foot jumper. Elijah Hughes assists assisted. Then he misses a layup on a drive. He gets a shot blocked, I think, on that one by Pirtle. Um, and then he misses an 11-footer where he's kind of being hassled, doesn't they? Misses another 16-footer, and then he misses a three-footer, excuse me, a three-pointer, and at the 620 mark, a college kid comes in. So now Primo comes into the game, and now you've got, you're back to an 18-year-old college kid, and Butler is now being guarded by Primo, and so we're now down to the tier of college basketball game. And Butler immediately beats him for a six-foot layup. Then Butler draws a foul the next position. Then Butler buries a three. Like, he just lit up. Macy Oteague then came in for him after that. But the minute he got that matchup, he just he went to work. And you could see him gain that confidence. And hopefully it's the kind of confidence that he gains over time when playing against, you know, frontline guys but last night was his first time ever playing NBA guys and it was obvious that's not like you're not supposed to come in like unless you're the first pick of the draft you're not coming in to like own that performance and then in the fourth quarter when the Spurs played Landell Primo beta job Wieskamp 
Samanich, the Samanich, the Butler's three of five with six points, and he's terrific. So, like, on the t- he had a night of these tiers I'm talking about where, like, in his NBA tier, it wasn't great. Okay, no, no surprise. It's his first game ever. And then as he got, as the tears dropped in the night in a preseason game, he got better and better, and you saw what he can do. So I, I thought that that was my take on Butler. The exciting one to me to watch in this camp, and I thought it was really interesting the Jazz started him, is Elijah Hughes. So I, I did not, I did not love what I saw out of Elijah Hughes last year. Like. I didn't leave last year with Elijah Hughes and think to myself, like, oh, that is a future NBA rotation player. 39th pick of the draft in 2020. And if you actually kind of walk back Elijah Hughes' career here, last year was brutal. So he goes to East Carolina, and then he transfers and sits out a year, and he goes to Syracuse, and he has two years at Syracuse. Syracuse is a zone defense for whatever reason, they played just an insane amount of isolation with Eliza Hughes in the 1920 year. His senior, I mean, he ran more isolations than any other draft prospect in the entire league. So when he came into the NBA last year, in his very first year of the NBA, he had to adjust his game both offensively and defensively. In other words, he had to guard someone for the very first time in his entire life. And then in this, or not in his entire life, but since he'd been at Syracuse. And then the next part about it, was the fact that he had to actually play with teammates. And what I didn't probably love about him last year as a on the NBA game was just a total lack of understanding of of how he was going to fit into an NBA team and play NBA basketball. And what I mean by that is he's going to be the fourth or fifth best player on the team and he's going to have to move the ball and and do all of those kind of things and I just didn't really see it. But Let's take a step back and give Elijah Hughes a break. Elijah Hughes comes out of, he's probably going to, NBA time is as valuable for his development as anyone out there because of that circumstance. Unique offense playing isolation and defense just playing zone. So he comes out in COVID. There's no uh, visits to teams. There's no workouts the way, those workouts, those players learn a ton. There's no summer league. There's no training camp really. He ends up, there's no G League, really. He played five G League games last year. There's a G League bubble, which he participates in. He does, He's not great in it. He shot 34% and 21% from three, took eight threes a game, and he didn't make his shots. Five of them. It's a mentally trying year. It's a bizarre year. You're not connected in the same way. There's. He then gets some blowout. He gets 18 games of blowout minutes for like 50 NBA, 60 NBA minutes. Like, he's a case where last year's class, which was surprisingly good in the NBA, just gets wasted. Like, to me, Elijah Hughes is a rookie right now. This is, he's now finally probably gotten the summer league, gotten a training camp, worked with coaches, had enough time. Like, to me, I get to watch a lot. I'm watching Elijah Hughes with brand new eyes right now as though he's a rookie. And I'm going to watch this player. The player I saw last night, I liked. I thought he was pretty good. I thought Elijah Hughes had a nice night last night. He started, so he got to play with better players. The number I actually like the most of any is in the opening 521. He didn't take a shot. 
Donovan took nine in that quarter. Mike Conley took six and Clarkson took five. And he actually went out when Clark, he didn't play with Clarkson. He had two rebounds. He had a foul. I thought he just played. Like he didn't force it. He moved it. He swung it. I'm sure Quinn would tell me his spacing wasn't perfect and this and that. But then in the second quarter, he took two shots and he hit a three. And then the third, he hit another three. And in the fourth, he had another three. Like he went in the fourth, he had three assists and he had a steal. He went one for five shooting. I could kind of care less. Um, but he had, there were little pieces. Like I know everyone's talking about Jared Butler and everyone wants to talk about Jared Butler and he's the latest pick, but they actually drafted in kind of the exact same spot. They're both pretty interesting. They have interesting size to him. He was a little bigger, doesn't play with the ball in his hands as much. But I, I actually was taken last night. as like, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm intrigued by what I would call a rookie in Elijah Hughes. And I thought he played really, really well. And that was an interesting one for me. And I thought the fact they started him instead of Mia Oni was interesting. Um, and I thought he earned it. I thought he played really well. And I've heard he's had a good camp. I've heard a lot of optimism about what he's doing. Uh, so that, to me, was the positive takeaway of the day was the way Elijah Hughes first confronted the game and then the fact he knocked down three threes matters, right? Because we just talked about it in the G League last year. He didn't make a shot. Well, he made a shot, but he shot 21% from three, which is not a sustainable way. for There aren't six-foot-five guys in the NBA shooting 21% from three. You have to, you have to be better than that. All right, we'll get to some of your questions. We'll touch on um, Whiteside, Pascal, Azabuke. Uh, as well, um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, and another thought on um, how these things are playing out. So all that uh, as we continue here on Locked on Jazz. The uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. If you want to get into all the weekend action, there's great lines. NBA futures are up as well at betonline.ag. Uh, I don't think there's been a lot of movement on them yet. Um, the Rams-Seahawks game on Thursday, by the way. I oh, just thought I'd mention that. Uh, the championship odds right now, Brooklyn is plus 240, and the Lakers are plus 350, and then a huge drop to the Bucks at 900. The Warriors are plus 1,200. The Jazz at the fifth-best odds at plus 1,400. The Suns at plus 16. Then the Nuggets at plus 18. To win the West, um, the Lakers are the favorite in the West. The Nets are the favorite in the East. Brooklyn is one, Milwaukee two, Philadelphia three, Miami four with Boston five. Over in the West, the Lakers are one, the Warriors are two, the Jazz are three, the Suns are four, and the Clippers are five. It's really interesting to me. I'm not sure I understand. I talked to Nate Duncan about this the other day on his podcast. I, I don't quite understand all the warrior love. Uh, use the promo code locked on and get a 50% welcome bonus. Uh, head to the website and I sign up or receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on from football, basketball, boxing. All your favorites are available to you at betonline.ag. Today's show also brought to you by Shopify. That's right. Shopify. It sounds like another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start 
run and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, established businesses alike can sell everything, synchronize online, in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe me, we started locked on as this one entity, and obviously now we are rolling. Uh, Spotify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers 1.7 million businesses from first scale to full scale. It's go to shopify.com slash locked on MBA, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash locked on MBA for a free 14 day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features grow your business with shopify today go to shopify.com slash locked on nba right now that's shopify.com slash locked on nba let's get some of your questions and your thoughts on the live show sorry there's no video today i don't know if you actually care but it is not available um by the way i also thought rudy gobert's offensive impact which is not talked about a lot was very very um obviously missing on the rolls, uh, Whiteside did not have a particularly great game in his first game with the team. And he's got to, you know, this is where over training camp, you figure out who you're playing with. You get comfortable. You figure out each guy works. Um, but I thought that, you know, obviously he, he got the ball ripped out of his hands a few times. Um, he did not have an offensive impact rolling the way you want to. Um, he, he did not have a, he did not have a great game. Uh, but, you know, first game, different guys not playing normal rotation, normal guys. Uh, he did, he just rebounds. He had 10 rebounds in 14 minutes. Um, he went two of five of the free throw lines, a career 58% free throw shooter. He just was, he had some impactful plays. You could see it. Um, but he was not incredibly impactful and on the offensive side. The spacing and the rolling didn't seem as, you know, this is where Rudy's just really great. Um, it's hard. Uh, Eric Paschal played 20 minutes, came off the bench in that group, kind of in that role. Um, you might have expected him to play. We'll see. Without Boyan Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert, he should get more time. There was some. He made some nice plays. He came in a pick and roll through the lane and threw it back out the non natural pass to a different guy for an open three. It was a. Re, I don't think they hit it. He did have an assist. It might have been that. He's a big body. Grabbed five rebounds. Had seven points. Two of seven shooting. There's three point shooting is a concern. He shot thirty percent from three in his career. He's got this big jump. When you watch him play, you'll see he's he jumps like truly jumps like a very large amount off the floor, but it just means there's a lot of body parts moving and to stay in balance and have things happen. Like it's kind of the exact opposite of what we saw with George Niang. Niang like eliminated all movement, barely jumped and was able to figure out how to make that shot. Pascal is the exact opposite. He's this huge jump and trying to find that rhythm. And particularly as you fatigue in a game is harder um, for him. His jumper did, did not fall last night. He went one of five. Frankly, no one's did. Donovan went 0 for six, and Mike Conley went one for five. Uh, but there was a play in the pick and roll. We showed the ability to play with his ball hands and ball handing and throw it out. I mean, the question to me, I've brought this up all offseason, is whether how he's going to do in regards to um, playing with good players. Um, to me, that's that's what jumps out most is he's going to play with good players. And this one play I'm talking about, he came off the pick and roll. He got in lane, he threw it back out to an open three-point shooter. He was able to collapse the defense. That's a nice luxury if he can do that. Uh, defensively, I thought he was fine. Uh, there were some times where he got blown by, and you're going to have to contain the ball better. He's he's big. He's a big man. It's not. I don't think he's going to be particularly fleet of foot. 
um, so that if he's in space, I think he's going to have trouble. If he can use his strength, I think he's going to have success, would be my guess, just kind of watching um, his body and all aspects of that. Uh, any other player that I think you're going to be particularly interested in from you? Oh, Doak had, Doak had 5,024 minutes. Um, he did not have a defensive impact. Murray, who's a big-time NBA player, like average 16 points a game. I mean, Doak was another tier thing, right? Doak had a beautiful summer league, dominant college, beautiful summer league, got into NBA in the NBA minutes last night, struggled as the game went on, and we were playing collegiate players again. He got a bunch of dunks, and he got up above people and, and showed what he can do. Um, but he would fall under the tiers category last night in how the game played out, I think, in how he meant um, to play. Eugene wants to know, how was uh, your first game back on the road? We did go on. The, being with the team's just been great. Um, first of all, just remind you the camaraderie and the family and these are just amazing people. The support staff works. The staff you don't know, the Eric Phillips of the world, the Eric Waters of the world, the Isaiah Wrights, the Barnett Franks, these guys you've never heard of, and the work they're putting in, uh, Derek Gardino, Madeline Crandall. They're just, it's amazing. Uh, and the amount of respect I have for them is through the roof, and it's wonderful to see them work. It's great to feel connected. Again, I think you'll feel a very big difference in the coverage you get this year uh, because of that. Um, and, and to get to watch them and feel it, you know, I, I forgot that we arrive at hotels at one 30 in the morning. We got in last night, like one 30 and went to bed. Like, it's just, you forget like, Oh wow, it's brutal. Um, it's fine. But I just, you just these little things. So it's super. Um, and to be, so it was great. Uh, I even had coffee with my good friend, Igor Kakashkov this morning. So, um, all things are, um, you know, I think it's really interesting. Um, it's just wonderful to be back out. Uh, what will the max amount of minutes you could see Butler getting this season? And will he get them at both point guard and shooting guard You know, from Tyson Malstrom? I think the beauty of Butler is that he can play off the ball. He's such a good shooter. And so he will play them. I think you'll see him play kind of combo guard. Uh, the ideal version, like what's the max amount? I think the max would be, you know, we have a nine man rotation that would be pretty hard for him to break. So do you just give him four or five, six, seven minutes on a night to just lessen Joe Ingles and Mike Conley's burden? If you give him eight minutes, you're somehow able to save four extra minutes for Conley and four extra minutes from Joe by, by having him on the floor for, for eight minutes a night and give him just exposure. And then on the nights in which Joe or Mike rests, you know, he's going to have to play 2025 and can, and how does he do in those roles? So to me, um, so I thought, uh, you know, I think that's that's the maximum position of minutes that I think you would get uh, from him. Tyson Newman, who's been a longtime kind of jazz blogger. What are the chances Rudy Gobert can replicate the incredible season he had from last year? Is there any chance he can do it defensively to improve his game? I don't know if you can be much better than what was close to the greatest defensive season in the history of the NBA. Um, I do think you're going to see him have a larger offensive impact. He showed that in the Olympics. I've seen. You know, I think that's part of, the, you know, the high pass concept in a different realm by the Jazz to see if they can do that. Um, I don't know if you can improve a great deal on what he did defensively. I mean, just experience always improves these guys. You like, you know, we're going to see Luca tomorrow. Luca's going to get better from experience. Rudy's going to get better defensively. We've watched Giannis has gotten better. You wondered how he possibly could have done that after being an MVP. These guys all get better. That's why they're the greatest in the world at what they do uh, and how they improve. So I do think Rudy will get better. Um, uh, and I think that that, uh, from, from that standpoint, you know, it'll be subtle. I'm not sure you and I Tyson will, will know enough to be able to, 
um, to see it. Uh, so that's my thought. Tyson with another comment. Would love to see Hughes get more minutes this season. Good size and he can shoot. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him get more minutes because it means that somebody in our regular rotations hurt. Like, I mean, I know we love our young players, but let's be honest. We got nine really, really good players that are ready to go. And then Pascal's 10 and Butler's 11 and Hughes or Oni is 12 and 13. And, you know, these guys are really, you know, they, this is the difficulty trying to be a young, trying to be a young player on a good team is, is really, really hard because the, um, one one thing that jumps out is that you don't have very many minutes available. You're a low draft pick because you're on a good team. That's how the team got you. And then you're, there aren't very many minutes available. So it, it's super hard for these guys to get a rhythm and get and get going. And it's why I think of Adoka as a rookie. I think of Hughes as a rookie. I think of Butler as a rookie. All in the same status right now, in my mind, after last season. I wasn't here at the beginning of the stream, so I'm sorry if you already mentioned it. But what is your overall impression of the team after the first preseason game? I'll sum that up, Riker. Uh, I didn't, you know, kind of so what is my reaction. Spurs came out, played beautifully. The Jazz weren't very good. Um, the second aspect of things that I looked at uh, was the tiers of the game. You know, the there were NBA minutes or kind of NBA preseason minutes. And then if you think of game, there's college, there's summer league, there's G League, there's the European Pro League, and then there's the NBA. And inside the NBA, there's preseason, regular season, and playoff. And last night, I thought we had NBA preseason for a while, and guys struggled. And then when we got to NBA back to college, some of the guys look good again, exactly um, as you'd expect. And the final question comes in, will Hassan be better with Joe and Donovan for pick and roll over favors? Well, I have to tell. Time will tell. I mean, Hassan um, last night was, you know, he was fine. His first game back, he, he had 10 rebounds. He didn't play with a great deal of fire or pizzazz or wow you or do anything of that nature. Um, so we'll have to see. Joe and Donovan are going to have to figure each other out. I, I have a feeling that those Minutes could be some really high pick and roll, simplified offense. Just get things done in those minutes. All right, that is Locked on Jazz today. Thanks very much. Appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for making Locked on Jazz your first listen of the day. Now go tune into Josh Lloyd and Locked on Fantasy Basketball and get ready for the fantasy season for your second listen of the day. Have a good one.